Thank you for joining me this week. Wow, what an incredible week if you like Bible prophecy. The news has been taking place, almost looks like a script written right out of the, the Bible. I say that because you see the week began with Henry Kissinger, who's now 99 years old. He's a respected statesman from yesteryear. And he has an article that says, the world is on the brink of a world war. Think about that as the background. And then just a few days later, Nord Stream 1 and 2 has three leaks. At first, people were wondering, how did this happen? And then the charge of sabotage, natural gas bubbling up, millions of cubic feet of, of methane being thrown into the ocean and into the atmosphere, a crisis, a crisis of academic proportion. And as we look back on it now, we see that it's infecting the environment, it's affecting energy, it's affecting the economy and bankrupts. NATO, NATO has even taken a stand because they say Europe is going to freeze and, and Europe is going to go into to financial collapse because of the lack of energy. How did this happen? I want you to listen to an incredible interview with Tucker Carlson. We've, if you want the whole interview, you can go to our website. It's on September the 27th, 2022. We've taken some bits and pieces that we think are most important. And then we want to do an interview with Brandon House, Patrick Wood, and myself as we look at the implications for the Bible. What an exciting time to be alive. And yet, if you don't know Christ, well, you could be worried. I'll talk about that at the end of our program. But here is what I think is one of the most important news stories that's taken place in the last several years. If Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. What, do, what how will you how will you do that exactly? Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control, we will. Uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. We'll put an end to it. We'll take it out. We'll blow it up. How will you do this? He was asked. I promise you, we will be able to do it. They thought this through. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. One of the great environmental catastrophes of our time is unfolding tonight off the coast of Denmark. The Nord Stream pipelines, which are enormous Russian-owned conduits that carry natural gas from Russia to Western Europe, have been breached. As we speak, Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 are pouring millions of cubic meters of natural gas into the Baltic Sea. Pictures from the air, which you can now see on your screen, show a toxic bubble field more than half a mile wide. You can only guess at how many marine mammals are being killed right now, countless. So the question is, how did this happen? And it turns out it was not an accident. At the very same time that leaks in these pipelines were detected, Swedish officials recorded two powerful undersea explosions, each one of which was equivalent to hundreds of pounds of TNT. Nothing in nature can account for that. Today, we are also dealing with an act of sabotage. We do not know the details of what happened yet, but we can clearly see that it is an act of sabotage, an act that probably marks the next stage in the escalation of the situation we are dealing with in Ukraine. We can clearly see, he said, this was an act of sabotage, an act of terrorism. Well, yes, we can see that. Joining me now are 
uh, Dr. Rob Linstead and Patrick Wood. Gentlemen, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Brandon. Great what are your to be thoughts, you. Dr. Linstead? Uh, well, it's a great day to be a Christian. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, people can can put their hopes in one one political party or another. They can put it in one government or another. But, but uh, it's a great day to be a Christian. I found it interesting that just in the last week, Henry Kissinger, 99 years old, says we're on the brink of a war. I don't know who all was involved in this, but I think you're right. I believe that there's a, a play to collapse the United States and Israel. Remember, they seem to go together. We're called the, the big Satan and the little Satan. And, but to me, the, the thing that's incredible is the extent to which these people will go to get their way. It's the forces of God against the forces of Satan. That's what it boils down to. There, there's really two defining forces in the world the forces of God and the forces of Satan. And so here's a crisis. They love a crisis because it's during this crisis that people are going to surrender even more of their rights and we're going to give up more of the freedom that we have. And eventually they're going to call more and more of our personal, our personal freedoms and liberties into play, including the, the freedom to worship, including the, the freedom to, to, to discuss ideas openly uh, with an open mind. They, they don't want that. Would they really go to this extreme? It, it's almost hard for me to believe it. And I wouldn't believe it if it wasn't for the fact that we can go back and we can get the clips where they said there will not be a Nord Stream 2. How dare they say that? And how dare they do it? I'm going to tell you this. I'm embarrassed today that my administration and, and White House and president, I know you'll say he's not your president, but but the, the one for the United States, how, how dare him to make that threat and for this to come to pass? And even a violation of their own conscience, you know, these people are so-called green uh, earth people. What could be more contaminating to the environment than what they just did? It just shows the level of evil that they have. They don't care whose life they destroy. They don't care what country they destroy. They want their way, and they really believe that, that we are morons, and that they are a ruling class and they need to rule us. But the Bible says that, that God's the final judge. And, you know, they may have caught me off guard. I had no idea that, that we were so satanic that we would blow up a pipeline that will probably result in the death of, of thousands of people this winter in Europe. It really will. Uh, I, I'm embarrassed that, that it would be that way. They could be by surprise, but I can tell you this, they didn't catch God by surprise. The Bible says in the end, energy would be a major factor, Ezekiel chapter 38, that Russia would be a, a player that would be trying to unite the world, that they would come against Israel. We're watching this take place. It, what a warning. And the Bible says this will be in the latter days. We're living the latter days based on the Bible. Let's show some of this footage of this, uh, Logan. This comes from the Swedish Coast Guard. This pipeline is bubbling up. Uh, that's going on there on Nord Stream 1 and 2. Um, it seems as though they're going to collapse the global economy with everything around it related to energy. Patrick Wood and I have discussed this several times. We discussed it again last night. I want him to comment on that. But first, I want to come to you, Dr. Linstead, and get your thoughts on this. They're deliberately creating an energy crisis. So much of our ability to heat our businesses, heat our homes, heat our restaurants, um, our warehouses or the cool them, 
the, the average business owner needs to be able to afford that utility bill. We're hearing already in Europe, they're going to candles, they're, they're shutting their, their restaurants down earlier than they would normally because they can't afford the utility bill. So um, it seems as though they're going to use energy to collapse the economy from fuel to natural gas to whatever it might be. We know mm -hmm. this, we discussed with Patrick Wood last night, derivatives, something I've been warning about now for well over 10 plus years, derivatives, which are very complicated to understand. Uh, they're using an investment that derives its value from something else. Much of them are tied to crops, to things that might occur in the future, to weather, weather patterns, fuel prices, very complicated instruments to understand. But many of these banks in America are holding derivatives that are greater than GDP, the global GDP, one bank, and not to mention the collection of banks. If these banks, as I've been saying for years and years and years, were forced to use traditional accounting and put this, some of these junk investments on their books, they would already be bankrupt. So an energy crisis creates a derivative crisis, which creates bank failures, which again goes to their entire goal. So I think one of the things they're doing is using this for a collapse of the global economy and shazam, they just all have the digital currencies ready to go when this happens. Dr. Linstead? Yeah, you know, energy is such a, a fundamental thing to our way of life. Whatever country has cheap energy really should control the, the world economy. Uh, and so what the first thing they did, they, they shut down our natural production of, of oil. We could be self-sustaining in terms of energy, but they made it so that, that we're not. Um, and, and so they, they, they put us in exactly the right place uh, for their purposes. But can you imagine any country that had a, a dollar a gallon oil, uh, they, they would lead the world in manufacturing, they lead the world in transportation. Uh, the, the standard of living would go up, the cost of living would go down. So, so the first thing they did, they stripped away oil. Uh, you know, think about how stupid it would be to say, let's run, let's run our country on wind power, or let's run our country on solar power. It cannot be done, and they know that. And so, this whole talk of of green uh, earth and of of uh, of electric cars, that's the. It's it's just so. I'm, I'm just embarrassed that our whole country is falling for this thing. I don't want an electric car. Don't even give me one. Absolutely. Because to me, it, it, it represents uh, a satanic force. Hold right there. Hold, I, to, I don't want to miss that. Hold right there. we got a hard break. Computer's going to take it away. We'll be right back after this break. Don't go away. Dr. Lindstead, before we go back to uh, Patrick Wood's comments, finish up. You, you, you wouldn't even take an electric car if they gave it to you. No, I, I wouldn't because I'm so frustrated that they're, that they're forcing people to, to take it. A, make a choice, and and it's ridiculous. Okay, the electric car is not a better deal than a gas car, uh, and so why why should why should they make that decision for us? But it's like everything else; they're inventing a crisis, and and they're forcing us down down the line. You know, we have a crisis at the border, and they love it because they they want to smear the the border, so there's not a border. Uh, we have a crisis with energy; they invented the crisis. It's just like the health. We had a health crisis. They invented the health crisis. We're going to have a money crisis, and they're going to invent the money crisis. Everything they're doing is self-inflicted, and it's, it's frustrating. I was watching a little clip 
of uh, of President Trump at that time, President Trump, and he was he was speaking from the United Nations, and maybe you've seen the clip, but it's posted on our website. It's about 30 seconds long. It's incredible because there, President Trump is warning the German people that unless they're careful, they're going to be in trouble in terms of energy. Lo and behold, I, and, and matter of fact, the thing that makes the clip so incredible is because when he's as he's warning, they they break away, they show the the German minds that are there and they're laughing and, and snickering and, and almost mocking him. Now, one year later, they're not mocking him. They're, they're saying, hey, okay, we're, we're in trouble because they, they watch this thing go from bad to worse and it's going to get way worse. Um, look, I don't even think a human mind is evil enough to think of what has is, is just been done. If, if our White House had anything to do with that, I understand when a country defends themselves, that's, that's one thing. But we did it to invent a crisis. And so it's, it's a very ugly scenario. <clears throat> but again, the Bible said this would happen. The Bible said that energy would be a major factor. Right now, Israel sits on enough natural gas to, to take care of the whole world. And Hezbollah is opposing them from having to, to get in the gas. Russia is opposing them from getting the gas. Why? Because they, they don't want to cut down on their on their market. But at the same time, Russia wants to come and take control of the natural gas is, and any other resource in Israel. That's why they're on the Israeli border today. If people would just see that this is this is Satan against God, and God said, here's what's going to take place. And I, I think we're watching the stage play out. You know, I'm an old man. But I really, I have a, a hope that Jesus is going to come and I'm going to see how this is going to play out. And it's going to be fantastic because let me tell you, God will trump Satan every time. Let's go to this clip, Logan. Here's a clip of President Trump that um, Rob was just talking about. Watch and listen to this. Germany will become totally dependent on Russian energy if it does not immediately change course. Here in the Western Hemisphere, we are committed to maintaining our independence from the encroachment of expansionist foreign powers. And you can see right now, look at the folks in Germany smirking and laughing like he's a fool. It has been the formal policy of our country since President Mon Well, they're not laughing now, are they, uh, Patrick? Boy. Patrick, they're Indeed. not laughing now, are they? Indeed. Indeed not. They're crying right now, and uh, uh, and they have more crying to come uh, <laughs> because it's just going to get worse. So this is going to create a—talk about the issue of the reasons one would do this. Uh, yeah. it, it's, gonna, it's going to, um, again, force—I guess it could help force people to their alternative energy, right, number one. <laughs> number two, it could help for a banking collapse because of the energy sector tied to derivatives. Um, it could also, of course, help for the depopulation because now you're going to have people die <coughs> this winter, even more so. Um, they are already predicting a lot of people are going to die with blackouts, rolling blackouts. Now it'll kind of increase. Uh, they're trying to apparently stop Russia's Eurasia concept or idea. That could be one reason they're doing this. Um, what are some of the other reasons the globalists could want this? Well, <clears throat> you remember uh, my, my former, the late part, my late partner, Anthony Sutton, wrote three books back in the 70s. 
they were called the, the trilogy, the Wall Street trilogy, actually. And uh, one of them was titled Wall Street and the Bolshevik Revolution. One was titled Wall Street and FDR. And the other one was titled Wall Street and the Rise of Hitler. In all three cases, he did not say the U.S. government and the Bolshevik Revolution or the U.S. government and the rise of Hitler. He said Wall Street and the rise of Hitler, etc. I could have enough material. I could write the, the, the fourth book, China, uh, Wall Street and the rise of China, in the same, exactly the same vein. It's wrong today in the, to, to look at the whole globalism, globalization process and say it's governments that are doing things. It's true, they seem to be the actors that are playing things out, but they never have been really in the driver's seat. This is one thing that Kigley, Quigley brought out, I think, very good. We have a number of people, for instance, in the White House right now, for instance, that, that are members of the Trilateral Commission. They call them members in former service, but they're still members of the Trilateral Commission. They're, they're associated with them completely. And some of those people would surprise you. Susan Rice is one. She's a domestic uh, uh, policy advisor. And, and supposedly a former uh, uh, Cecil Rhodes, Rhodes Scholar. Yes, she was. That, that's exactly right. And uh, But there's some other surprises. How about our Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken? He's a member of the Trilateral Commission. Here's, a, here's one, uh, a good one. Lyle uh, Brainerd, he's a member of the U.S. Federal Reserve Board of Governors. Uh, here's the name that you don't hear a lot. You hear about Mika Brzezinski all the time. That's uh, Sabina Brzezinski's daughter. The one with Morning about, Joe, her husband, Joe Scarborough. How about Mark, her brother, Mark Brzezinski, hmm. right? He's a member of the Trilateral Commission, followed in his father's footstep. He is now ambassador to, guess where, Poland. Ah, Poland's right in the mix right now, isn't it? Then we've got, uh, uh, we've got Nicholas Burns, a member who's ambassador to China. Uh, we have uh, Ken Juster, ambassador to India. Uh, we have David Lipton, uh, first deputy managing director of the International Monetary Fund. Wendy Sherman, the U.S. deputy secretary of state. We heard from her. Uh, Jake Sullivan, the U.S. national security advisor. Now, remember Henry Kissinger is a member of the... Was, Trilateral Commission as well, and um, among others that we know in pretty common names. Who has it been over the decades, Brandon, who have wanted to cause war around the world, who profit off war, who want to cause war? These, This is the neocon crowd that we've talked about for decades now, right? Yes. The, the people who want to foment warlike wartime conditions. This is the Wall Street crowd this is the Trilateral Commission crowd. They're global, not just here in the United States. They're looking to create a war, a war situation by whatever skullduggery means that they could do. I think this is what's playing out here. The, the orders that were executed to blow up this pipeline clearly could not have come from crazed environmentalists. They would never do this. They would never allow this kind of release of methane into the atmosphere. Not a thousand years. Germany wouldn't do it, in my opinion, because Germany is going to be dying on the vine this winter already, even with Nord Stream. So I don't think they're really on the plate. And, you know, we, we could suggest England, but, th you know, that has some problems with it, too, because as Tony Sutton originally 
uh, pointed out and, and documented to the hilt, it was Wall Street, not the city of London, it was Wall Street that orchestrated the rise of Hitler and the, and the rise of the Bolshevik Revolution. And it's the Bank for International Settlements, which is the central bank of central bankers, that is orchestrating with the World Bank and all these other groups yes. global governance. And I reported, uh, because of Carol Quigley's book Tragedy and Hope from 1966, I reported in 2010 on my TV show that the Bank for International Settlements would play a major role in the New World Order. A few days later, the president of the European Central Bank comes to America, gives a speech in New York, and says an integral, integral part of the New World Order and global governance will be the Bank for International Settlements. Well, I had just said that on TV. It's documented a few days earlier. Yeah. How did I know that? I read Carol Quigley. Carol Quigley told us that. Who's driving a lot of this? The central banks. The central yes. banks of the Western world belong to the Bank for International Settlements, of which Adolf Hitler had one of his people working with the BIS. Yes, the BIS originally, by the way, through all of its formative years, uh, served really only to, uh, to further the interests of Nazi Germany. This was not a global institution back then in that sense where they really served the world. They were serving Nazi Germany. And so there's lots of dark history in the, in the Bank for International Settlements. But Quigley was absolutely right on that point. And I've cited that several times myself. And this, this is one, one good marker, by the way, that Quigley had everything right. It's just that as from a pragmatic point of view, as the old-fashioned frontal assault was no longer producing gains for them, they said, we need to do something different. Still the same goal, still the same plan, just a different way to get there. Okay, quickly. I think before, that's where we are. Let's give out the phone number, 1-800-347-9829. Take phone calls from around the country, 1-800-347-9829, 1-800-347-9829. Uh, we got the music starting any second now, Rob, but quick answer. This sets up the prophetic scenario now of uh, a group of nations rushing into Israel, perhaps for their natural gas, for energy. Yes, that's a, that's a very important factor because we know that the, the natural gas resources of Israel is, is incredible. They've been holding back because Hezbollah is, is opposed to them and, and of course Russia has, is back in Hezbollah. So we see them hoping to get control of that. Very, very important in terms of Russia's presence there, important in terms of the overall world energy crisis. Dr. Rob Lindstead, BibleTIPnow.org, BibleTIPnow.org. I told you it was an incredible week in terms of those of us who like Bible prophecy and current events. I can understand why some would be worried and concerned because if you don't know Christ as your Savior, this is a world crisis. There's no doubt about it. The prediction of a world war by statesmen, the situation being addressed by NATO because it is an act of terrorism and the United States is being blamed and many countries are saying it, it was us and, and even our administration confessing that we had an interest in doing this. Unbelievable. But the real truth is this. God was not surprised. In these events that we've just witnessed, I think they all lead to what the Bible has said would be true in the last days. A two-state solution in Israel. We'll talk about that in future programs. Red heifers arriving for sacrifice to the Temple Mount, gaining incredible support and interest. All these things are taking place. Here's my question for you. Do you know Christ as your Savior? I can see why you're worried if you don't know Christ. 
But today you can come. The invitation by Jesus Christ is come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, rest from worry. Admit you're a sinner. Accept what Christ has done on the cross as the payment for your sin. And today, receive him, accept him as your Savior. Do it today. Father, I thank you for this incredible week because it shows us that the Word of God is true. And Father, I pray that today some will come to Christ as they see the crisis that's ahead for the world. But how wonderful to know that we have joy in the presence of Jesus. We have assurance in the soon coming to Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.